Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of Dog Walk Talk presented to you by Dogs HQ. As always, I'm your host, Jake Roos, and with me as always, that's Team Beat Rider over at Dogs HQ. The man hanging out in the Georgia Tech uh, press box yesterday, that's Palmer Toms. Palmer, what's up with you, buddy? Glad to be back in Athens. Made, been, been a lot of traveling between going home for Thanksgiving, making the way down to Atlanta, uh, you know, so happy to be back, happy to uh, have gotten a little bit of time to sit down and watch some great football yesterday. I mean, that Iron Bowl was a classic. The, the you know, Bedlam was a great game at night, too. And so a um, lot of great football, Georgia with a big win over Georgia Tech. Not as great of a game for the national audience, but certainly a great one for our Georgia audience. And so a um, lot to break down there. And, and as we get into a big week here. Uh, recording on Sunday for you all on Monday. Just excited to uh, excited to be coming at you this time of year. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you mentioned, some great games uh, over the course of the weekend. I think everybody could probably um, agree to that. However, uh, Georgia's game, not really one of them. Uh, if you wanted a good competitive game uh, that was exciting. Um, but from a pure Georgia perspective, Hey, you got to love what you saw. Uh, 45 nothing. The dogs go down to historic Grant Field in the heart of Atlanta and knock off the hated Yellow Jackets. Um, pretty much doing what they've done all year. I mean, pretty, uh, pretty efficient performance. Uh, everything kind of clicking on all cylinders. Defense looked great, smothered them again. Um, you know, from an offensive perspective, I think things were hitting. We'll touch on all of that, but. You know, I guess uh, just looking back over at Palmer, anything that kind of caught your eye, stood out to you? Any players that kind of jumped off the page uh, one week out of the SEC championship? Yeah, first of all, I'm going to I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit here. Uh, realized it on my drive from Atlanta to Athens last night. I was like, hey, hold on. I think I had kind of nailed the uh, the matchups and players to watch this week. My three players were Stetson Bennett, N'Kobe Dean and Brock Bowers all three of whom who had great games yesterday. So I'll stick with that theme there. Um, Stetson looks great, uh, finishes 14 of 20 for 255 yards and four touchdowns. Um, if, if you're coming at this on Monday, I wrote in the rest and react yesterday uh, that, that I thought this, you, you can make a case that this was one of his best games uh, this season uh, that you can make a case that this was his, the best game that he's played this season. Um Obviously, the the 288 yards on 10 of 12 passing for five touchdowns look it looks a lot better. But you also got to take it take it with a grain of salt and and understand that that was against UAB earlier this year, um, and and that he you know I, a non power five opponent. Let's let's not act like UAB is is you know 
all too different from Georgia Tech and that Georgia Tech is some powerhouse, but doing it against a power five opponent, doing it on the road, doing it in a rivalry game where, where things, emotions are just amped up that much more. Um, it, it, it makes it significant that, that Stetson had a great day. Um, going 14 of 20, like I said, for 255 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, one of those, two of those touchdowns to Brock Bowers. Uh, he had an incredible day, three catches for 100 yards, two touchdowns, like I said, with the 77-yard slant route uh, catch and run there being the highlight of the day, probably for Georgia in general. But, you know, I, I think if you look at the uh, two touchdowns that he had, he, he kind of showed his full skill set there. He's got the speed to outrun defenders and he's got the size and strength to just, you know, you know, body you up in the end zone. And essentially like you're a, you know, like he's playing in the post in the paint uh, in basketball. So, you know, he shows the full range of his skill set there. Um, and then, like you said, Nicobe Dean in this Georgia defense, just another dominant day um, doing exactly what we've come to expect from this defense and, and I think that the fact that we do expect to see them play like they have uh, says a lot is a testament to this whole group the, whether you know from Kirby Smart to Dan Lanning to Will Muschamp and, and on down the line the players too um, I, I think that that is a testament to what they've been able to do this season I uh, believe they're the first I saw this stat somewhere I could be wrong on the year but I think they're the first team since 1979 Texas to hold their first 12 opponents under two or under 17 points, which is absolutely incredible. Three shutouts in a single season, uh, you know, started to look back and, and try and think how far back that was uh, that Georgia had, you know, three shutouts in a single season. Didn't have to go too far. It was 2019, which was another special defensive group. Uh, but I, I think, you know, just in general, this defense is this whole team is clicking on all cylinders as they head into the biggest game of the season to date. Yeah, no, I, I think that's pretty fair to uh, I think it's fair to paint the picture that way. I mean, you know, Kirby talked about it after the game and I, I thought it was that idea of, you know, well, we played to the standard, not the scoreboard. And, uh, you know, I think that it, a lot of that can be attributed to cliche and, you know, it's coach speak and blah, blah, blah. And it's rah-rah talk for the most part. But, I mean, they're out here living it to some degree. I mean, they are really, it seems like, at least motivated by this idea of, you know, we're not going to play down. We're not going to, um, you know, let off the gas. Uh, we're, we're going to play pretty relentlessly until the end and then uh, let the chips fall where they may. And I think that that's... Uh, it's an, like you said, it's an impressive testament to to Kirby and what he's kind of uh, sowed within this program, as well as, uh, you know, the buy in from these players. I mean, I think that they also kind of see and it's probably hard not to when you're looking around college football, the opportunity that's ahead of them and the dominance that they've put together as compared to some other teams out there. I mean. You know, we've seen a lot of change within the the top 10 uh, over the course of this season. Um, even, hell, within the last day, uh, we're going to see a pretty massive shakeup. So, you know, I, I think that it's, um, it, it's yeah, it's a testament to those guys. Uh, kudos to them for it. it, it it's, it's cool to see. Um, but like you said, I mean, Georgia Tech is, 
I mean, Georgia Tech's kind of sorry right now, dude. I mean, they're 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 just not very good. They don't have a lot of weapons. Uh, Jameer Gibbs ended up being limited uh, pretty early on in the game. Um, you know, that was their best offensive weapon by some stretch. We talked about that last week. The defense is absolutely terrible. Um, the, when you're talking about that secondary, especially, they've got to retool back there. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that this was a good game in the sense that it probably gives Georgia the right kind of momentum moving into the SEC championship. I wrote about that in our three keys to the game. And I, I said, you know, this was this if if you wanted a good passing performance for Stetson Bennett to set the stage against a, a much more talented team, this is it. He spread the ball out 10 different receivers before the half had a catch. You had uh, Stetson 14 to 20, like you said, on the day, a, a drop. You know, I mean, he could have he could have essentially been, you know, uh, I mean, right there uh, knocking on the 75 percent. Yeah, it's 75 percent. So, I mean, he's it, it was a great day in that way. I think that you had the chemistry clicking with receivers. I think you had Stetson feeling confident. Uh, certainly it's going to be a different challenge next week. No question about that, but it's the right momentum. Um, you know, it's, I think it's just the right feel to get going into this Alabama game. And then, uh, kudos to Brock Bowers, man. What, a, what an absolute freak, uh, cements himself as having, uh, probably without question. I don't, I don't know how anybody could argue the greatest tight end season in the history of Georgia football, uh, sets the yardage record for a tight end, sets the touchdown record for a tight end. Uh, he's in the thick, I think for single season touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken, um, he's, he's on his way there. I mean, the kid is just a, he's a special weapon and he has been all season for Georgia and, um, you know, Hey, uh, he, I, I think he'll probably trade all the, I, like I said yesterday on Twitter, he'll probably trade being the greatest or having the greatest tight end season in Georgia 128 year history for the Mackey award, which was established in 2000. So, uh, have to think they might be licking their wounds over there a little bit to, uh, not putting the kid in. Um, but you know, overall, if I walked away from this game thinking one thing and having one question, and I, I'll throw this to you, Palmer. I get why Georgia did what it did against Georgia Tech, because like I said, the cornerback play, the safety play, the secondary play of the Yellow Jackets, just not sufficient. I mean, it was they were able to pick them apart, do what they wanted back there. So there wasn't a lot of need to rush. Uh, you didn't see that from Georgia too much. Now, you know, granted, they had a couple they busted off, um, but. You know, do you have any concerns, I guess, moving into next week with all this focus being on the passing game and just not as much attention on the running game? No, because for so long early in the season, that was that was what we talked about. And, that, that you know, oh, is, is Georgia's run game going to be there? Is Georgia's run game going to be fine? I, I think that I think that what this team has showed you all season long, whether, you know, from from game one to game 12, is that they can beat you in whatever way, you know, that, that you force them to. And, and, it, and like you said earlier about the playing to the standard, it's, it's cliche, but on about the offense, they take what's given to them. And, and, and in this game, the passing game was given to them. They were, they had the opportunity to air it out a little bit um, and, and beat Georgia tech that way. I mean, it's not like the Georgia had a bad day against a, uh, in the run, they ran for 208 yards. Yeah, averaging um, 6.7 a carry. I mean, like I said, it's not necessary. I, I 
And I probably should have prefaced by saying that it wasn't uh, an inefficient day, but it just wasn't a situation. Like I said, I feel like right now the momentum is with the passing game. I it wasn't know. an explosive day. Right. Yeah. Which which I think, you know, that that if there was one thing that you wanted to see all year long from this Georgia team, it would probably be a couple more explosive plays in the run game. But I think, again, going back to what we've said, it, you know, the, the precedent that they've set all season long they have shown that they can be explosive in the run game. They, th- it's not necessarily always going to be what they do, but I mean, Kenny McIntosh with a 59 yard run, uh, you know, Dejan Edwards, who I supposedly hate uh, 23 <laughs> yard carry, um, you know, it, it just an overall solid day. Um, I, 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 I'm not concerned about the run game. I think that if Georgia had needed to run the ball, they would have been able to run the ball. If Georgia in, and and quite frankly, they, they were able to do it in the second half uh, when when they were trying to run the clock out. Um, you know, they 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 limited the time of possession for Tech. They they made it a shorter game than it could have been because I think Georgia, if they wanted to, they could have put up a lot more than forty five points. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, and I will say similarly, uh, I guess in the somewhat same vein is, you know, if you had to pick which facet of your team you'd like to have the hot hand going into Alabama. It's probably the passing game and it's probably Stetson Bennett. I think Georgia fans for the most part, I mean, you know, given, given the mixed feelings around Stetson Bennett, I think that you would probably want him as confident as possible uh, because he's going to be the guy leading the way. So yeah, I think that, I I think it makes sense. Like you said, I, I just, I don't know that you come in next week and you say, you know, all right, if we've got to run this ball, this is the guy we're going to lean into. Perhaps that's Zamir White. James Cook has had a couple of performances. Um, but, you know, it just doesn't feel like one of those guys is just is just lubed up for it, you know? I mean, just ready to take the rock, and if you need 150 yards, you're going to get it out of them. Um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's going to probably come down a lot more to offensive line play against a strong Alabama front anyway. But um, at the same time, you know, I don't know. It was just on my mind. Um, I don't know that there's too much else to say about Georgia Tech. Uh, I feel like it kind of was what it was. It was what we all expected to some degree, I think. Um, And, hey, great win. Uh, Georgia goes undefeated first time since uh, 82, right? I believe that was the stat. Uh, yes. First time first, in the regular season. First undefeated regular season since 1982. First time that they've gone 12 and 0 since 1980. Uh, but uh, of course, they played less regular season games there. Uh, and and so you know, historically, this this means a lot. Uh, but I, I think that you know, we we asked Kirby, we asked Stets, and we asked Nicobe about it after the game, and and. They, they'll tell you that, that it's special, but there's there's a lot of meat left on that bone for them. Par- there's to, to, paraphr- there, they, to paraphrase what they could not say, it don't mean shit. Okay. Until you until you go out and you win these next couple, it don't mean nothing. I mean, Ed, that's the, the fact of the matter. Because 
the reality is if Georgia goes out and lays an egg over, let's say, even the next two games, um, then the narrative's going to be same old Georgia, right? I mean, this is just Georgia being Georgia. And so it's not going to matter much uh, what they did in this regular season, how dominant this defense was. It's all about finishing. And I think that um, they've done a good job of establishing the, the standard. Um, but like Stetson Bennett said, you know, now the real fun begins. And I, I think he was spot on with that. Uh, speaking of that real fun, flipping the script over, we've got a lot of coverage coming this week uh, concerning the SEC championship game. So make sure to stay tuned to Dogs HQ. We'll be back on Dog Walk Talk with plenty of insight as well over the course of the week on the game. But uh, flipping over real quick to that one. Um, well, Jake, one, one, one quick thing we didn't touch on that, that I was going to bring up. George Pickens, the return of George Pickens. Oh, yeah. Gosh, how could we forget George Pickens? Um, good to see him out there. I mean, I, I think that that probably a boost for everybody uh, involved. And, um, you know, wasn't uh, it was it was, uh, you know, kind of what we expected it might be. Right. I mean, I think it was what I what I kind of suggested last week is. You know, I, you put him out there to put him out there and and he's going to command attention and he's going to command um He's going to draw coverage and teams have to account for him. Um, but one reception for five yards. Now you at least you know he's healthy enough to get back on the field, right? And that's another wrinkle Alabama's going to have to prepare for in reality this year, in this week, not in the hypothetical sense that perhaps he could return. You've seen it now. He's been on the field. He can do it, all right? They feel comfortable enough marching him out there. So it's something that they have to be uh, accounting for. And um, quite frankly, that's good news for Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what, what is interesting now is, is going to see how he continues to take that next step. I, I think we saw it a little bit with Dominic Blaylock this past week. Uh, you know, obviously he gets in against Charleston Southern, makes his return from injury, uh, but was doing that in the second half when it really didn't matter, when the game wasn't on the line or anything like that. This week, he, he's able to get in some with that first team unit. And, and I think part of that likely because of the injury to Kyrus Jackson, uh, rib injury, his status, you know, still un, uncertain. Kirby thought that he might be able to get back in the game, but Kyrus said that it was pretty painful. So, um, you know, that, that'll be something to keep an eye on there. Um, but, you know, going back to Pickens and, and the, his return, he gets on the field. It wasn't in the, that same, you know, that same manner that, that Blaylock got on when the game wasn't mattered, when the game was in hand. Pickens got in in the first drive. And, yeah. and, and, you know, whether that was more a sign of, you know, showing Alabama, hey, we're, we're willing to play him with our first team because we feel confident in what he's able to do. Uh, and, and I don't know how much he played after that. Um, didn't, I'm, I didn't notice him. Let's put it that way. I didn't notice him making much more of an impact in that first half um, outside of that one play that he was on the field. Um, second half, like you said, he, he catches one pass for five yards. Uh, I, I think that what Georgia fans and what Georgia's coaching staff and players are going to want to see is, for George to make that step forward where he's not just out there, he's making plays. Now I think that, you know, him and as Kirby said, him catching the ball is one thing, him being able to do everything else that is involved in playing quarter, not playing quarterback, playing wide receiver, uh, 
George Pickens playing quarterback. That's going to be the, that's the next quarterback controversy, huh? That yeah, that uh, would be a sight to see. <laughs> no, but everything that is involved in playing wide receiver, whether that's getting lined up properly, being in in the right formation, knowing what routes to run, he he's been a part of this offense, which helps. But I think that you got to get back in the groove of that, you know, getting the signals in from the sidelines, uh, you know, just the timing of it all. And, and Stetson said that after the game too. He was like, hey. You know, great to have George back. We're going to continue to work on on getting the chemistry back and, and the timing down between the two of us. And I think that's exactly what every Georgia fan wants to hear. They want to hear that the, the this quarterback is willing to make the effort to to get that chemistry back and and let George Pickens be a factor here. Again, I don't know whether he's going to be out there just demanding the respect of the defense or whether he's going to be a playmaker in this game, but now that we know now we know George Pickens is a part of the game plan for this game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um speaking of this game, like I said, uh flipping it over to Alabama and looking ahead, um, interesting to go check the line on this one. Uh, early line uh, floating. Uh, there's a couple out there right now, um, as low as four and as high as six and a half. Um, uh, looks to be kind of the suggestion right now. Have to think that what um, Alabama went up against at Auburn um, on Saturday night was probably uh, some of the reasoning for that. I mean, that's that was an emotional, physical, uh, long game. And uh, Georgia had a I mean, you know, they were Georgia was Georgia was kicked up and sipping my ties by uh, by 1 p.m. So it wasn't like uh, it wasn't a long day at the office for them. Uh, meanwhile, Alabama and Auburn duking it out until uh, kind of late in the evening on Saturday evening. Um, I guess I'll throw this to you, Paul. Six. Uh, how does that number sit with you as the spread? Mm, it's it's just it, anytime you see Alabama as an underdog, it, it, it catches your eye because, like we said earlier, uh, when the the original you know first line came out when when this game was set, uh, it was around three three and a half, and and that was going to be the first time that Alabama was an underdog in in the second time that Alabama was going to be an underdog this decade. Uh, but the first time since 2015, when, when they beat the brakes off of Georgia. So I, I think that regardless of what the line is, um, it, like we said, it, it looks like it's six, uh, six and a half is, is kind of that range. It's interesting because it's, um, you know, it's always shocking to see Alabama as an underdog, but I think it, again, it's a testament to what Georgia has done, what they've shown that they really haven't struggled in a game versus the, you've seen Alabama as recently, you know, the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, getting by more so. And, and, you know, what Nick Saban said earlier, uh, I guess it was last week, um, you know, b- before that game uh, about, you know, kind of standing up for his players and that a win's a win and, and that, you know, these kids are fighting their butts off for, for a win. Um, you know, I, I think that that says a lot about where Alabama is at because fans are coming for his head uh, being like, why are you not winning these games? Why are you not blowing out LSU or yeah. Arkansas or Auburn? And, and and I think people are noticing that, and I think that's that's where this line comes from, a, maybe a little bit higher than you might expect it, is because Alabama has struggled and because Georgia hasn't. Um, I, I, I think that 
regardless of what this line is, it is going to be a four quarter battle. I, I think so. Um, I just think that these two teams with everything on the line for Alabama with, with an sec championship on the line for Georgia, I mean, maybe they're locked into the playoffs. You would have to feel very confident if you're, if you're in, in the building there in Athens, but that's not what they're going to be thinking about. They want, you know, they want this SEC championship. They want to beat Alabama. They want to get that monkey off their back. Uh, you know, Owen three under Kirby smart uh, and, and against Alabama and, and he would love nothing more than to get that monkey off his back and, you know, p- probably knock Alabama out of national championship contention and just mark that team off and, and say, Hey, let's move into the playoffs where we're going to play whoever it is, whether it's Michigan or Notre Dame or Cincinnati or Oklahoma state. I mean, I, I think that you're kind of down to, and, and may, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think that you're kind of down to six teams for four spots. Go pokes, baby. Go pokes. That's all I got to say. I'm I listen. I, I just, I root for Oklahoma state cause I played with them on uh, NCAA 2009 and uh, I had a long, long, long history with them, but yeah, I think, you know, six to me seems fair. Um, Alabama is – Alabama has appeared to be in this regular season as vulnerable as Alabama has been probably since Nick Saban's first year in Alabama. However, this is the moment that Alabama lives for. This is what Alabama does. These are the games that Alabama plays to be in. And quite frankly, they're Alabama because they don't lose a lot of these games. And so, you know, they deserve they deserve the utmost respect. I know Kirby and his team will give them that, certainly. But, um, you know, six to me is – I still – I think that's a t- – I still think that's a tough line to bet because, like you said, it, it's going to be – it's going to be a slugfest. They're not going to give up anything easy. Um, and, you know, it, Kirby talks about playing to the standard – um, there's a standard at Alabama too. And, you know, you've seen Julio guys like Julio Jones talk about that and just, uh, Derek Henry as well. You know, this idea of like, this is just who we are and this is what we do. And, um, they, Alabama has set the standard in the sec and, and Georgia has, is trying to match that. What this, the standard that Georgia has now is because of what Alabama has done for years now. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that that is a total, uh, you know, testament to what everything that Nick Saban has done uh, in Tuscaloosa and, and, you know, the, the SEC championship has gone through Tuscaloosa most times in, in most of these players lives. Yeah. And I, you know, I, the way I look at it as well, if you're not trying to be Alabama, then you're not playing the game the right way because Alabama is the pinnacle of college football they have been for the last 15 years. Uh, there is no program that's been more dominant in that time frame. And quite frankly, probably ever in terms of dynastic um, uh, reach. But, um, you know, so I, I don't mean – listen, I, I'm in no way am I denigrating Georgia or saying they're not on the level of Alabama or – you know, this year they may very well be. But over that – it's about that sustained success – and it's about success in those moments when it matters. And, and quite frankly, there is nobody that compares to Alabama when that's the case and when those things are on the line. Um, so going to be an interesting one. No question about it. Um, uh, what else uh, What else we got here? I mean, do we want to give anything else away? Or are we going to save the rest of this for our, uh, our podcast series over the course of this week, Paul? 
Yeah, I think that there's going to be a lot to talk about with this game, and, and we're going to come at you several times throughout this week. Uh, so let's let's save the good stuff for the rest of the week. I'm just excited to hop into it. And, you know, like I said earlier today, if, if you're listening uh, on, on Monday, we will have already spoken to Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. Uh, Sunday night on, on the coaches teleconference call. Um, we'll, we'll speak with Kirby and players on, on Monday and, and players out from both sides of the game uh, on the teleconference call there. So it's a, uh, it's a busy week. It's a fun week and uh, certainly excited to hop into it, get, get things going uh, this afternoon and, and in, into, uh, into Monday morning. No question about it. We will have you covered fully on all things dogs in Alabama this week over at Dogs HQ. Make sure to come over and check us out. Uh, for myself, Jake Roos, and Palmer Toms, this has been another edition of Dog Walk Talk presented to you by Dogs HQ. Thanks for tuning in.